Hello, my name is Josh. I'm Jamie. And welcome to Conversation with Two Geeks, a podcast where we talk about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today we talk about everything from the first official trailer to DC's League of Super Pets to our thoughts on the first two episodes of Hawkeye and much more. Also, feel free to follow us on all our social media pages. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you feel like emailing us about anything from this episode or previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And we'll have a link to all of this in the show notes. You can also find our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or our podcast we listen to. How are you today, Jamie? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Good. Um, the day we're recording this is um the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was cool. It was low key. Um, you know, uh, the food was good and stuff. Nothing crazy. How about you? Um, it was it was good. I, I'm yeah. No, I'm my. We were able to see my family for the first time in about a year, so that was nice. And That's my cool. bro- and my brother came home from uh, university, so that was pretty cool. And nice. Yeah, yeah. Also, I had a lot of food. Which yeah, is always the best part. I even like me and my mom made some stuff, and I'm like, mm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. But no, though, I'm I'm okay. I still got some stuff I need to deal with, especially given that I'm going to be done with university in about a few weeks. Yeah. I oh god. <laughs> That's crazy. Help. <laughs> I'm both excited but yet extremely fucking nervous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, moving on to our first topic of the day. Um, we got a trailer the official trailer for DC's League of Super Pets. The synopsis reads When the Justice League are captured by Lex Luthor, Superman's dog Crypto forms a team of shelter pets who were given superpowers. A hound named Ace, who becomes super strong, a pig named PB, who could grow to giant size, a tormate Merton who can become super fast, and a squirrel named Chip who gains uh, electrical powers. The film stars vo- uh, the voices of Dwayne Johnson as Crypto, Kevin Hart as Ace, Vanessa Bayer as BB, Natasha Leon as Merton, uh, Diego Luna as Chip with Kate McKinnon, Neil, I mean Keanu Reeves, <laughs> uh, uh, Thomas Mildes, Ben Schwartz, Dehani, I mean um, Jamil J- Jamal. Uh, in Undisclosed Rose with Glow star uh, Maris Merton as Lex Luthor and John Kuransky as Superman. The film is co-written and directed by the Lego Batman movie uh, screenwriter Jared Stern and is set to come out on May 20th, 2022. Jimmy, what do you think about this trailer? Yeah, it seemed like, like I like the trailer. Uh, Super Pets are always fun, so I think the, I, and I think the Batman Lego creator, uh, writer or whatever, um, screenwriter um We'll do a good job with it. I, I, I just think it'll be cute. Um, like, it seems a little bit, like, this trailer definitely gives you more of, like, how, like, more of the plot of the movie a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it'll, I'll think it'll still be cool. Crypto's always a fun time. I always like Crypto. Yeah, yeah. Crypto's, crypto's awesome. I mean, um, did you ever watch the 90s series with him? No, I don't think I did, actually. Okay, there was a small 90s series. I think it was either 90s or early 2000s series. They did. I yeah, but yeah, no. I we all love crypto. Like crypto's yeah. awesome. Uh, but yeah, no. Like um, yeah, no. I'm I'm pretty stoked about this. I think actually, Dwayne Johnson's like the perfect voice for crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have John Kareski as Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm making a bet right now. I think Keanu Reeves is playing Batman. Yeah. I, that would fit. That would fit. <laughs> 
I yeah no, but then yeah no, this movie looks interesting. Anyway, yeah. moving on to our next topic, an exclusive from Deadline. We'll talk about the success of Amazon Prime's newest series, newest series, The Wheel of Time. It was announced that Amazon Studios is nearing a deal to develop a series based on the best-selling sci-fi video game franchise, Mass Effect, from Electronic Arts. We'll talk about the uh, about future shows on the streamer. Amazon Studios head Jennifer Salk said in a statement. Uh, you'll continue. You will see us continuing to invest in fantasy genres of all kind. We have a genre-focused team on the ground and studios who work tirelessly with our creative partners on those slates. And you can look forward to more. Uh, so, James, did you ever play Mass Effect? No, I don't think I. No, yeah, no, I didn't. I'm trying to just, like recall in my head if I did, but no. I know it's a huge series, like a mm-hmm. huge gaming thing, um, and stuff. And um, I think it's cool, like. Like I'll talk about this later in my recommendations too, but video game adaptations are very interesting mm-hmm. thing to look at and and stuff. And um, cause for Amazon for trying to take it on, they're not they're not easy to do mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff. Like we all know this, we all know this, but um, I, I'm just flashing back to Super Mario Brothers right now. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, like, um, I think it, uh, there's, so we all know that the last, uh, what is it? Yeah, The Last of Us, I think is what it is. The yeah. zombie one. Yeah, Last yeah. of Us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that HBO Max is going to do. The reason I think that's going to work is that there is a storyline, but mm-hmm. there's also enough, like, since, like, there's also enough where, HBO can kind of work with the story, mm-hmm. but there's already kind of a story program. And the mm-hmm. thing with video games is some of the times there's a storyline, but sometimes it's just not enough to fuel like a there's whole... There's not enough meat. Not en- yes, exactly. Um, I don't Sorry, know I, enough I, I about Mass Effect. I have to use food analogy. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's turkey. Well, it's supposed turkey season, but... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, please continue. Um. So I don't know all about Mass Effect or anything, um, but uh, it's I think it's cool that Amazon's taking a shot. Who knows um, if it'll work out? But um, yeah, I mean I think they'll have the budget to be able to do to do it well. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I, that was I, really long winded. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not familiar with Mass Effect. I've only it's that and Halo that I again because I'm not I wasn't raised as a gamer like those titles. <laughs> I've heard about mainly through pop cultural Moses, but like I haven't like fully experienced and stuff. So it is interesting that they're trying to do yeah. that one because I know they've been trying to get something Mass Effect off the ground for years. Yeah. People have wanted Halo. Halo's interesting. Um, my my brother has a lot more experience with Halo than I do, but I played a little bit because uh, we had when we got the original Xbox, we got this really cool, I think it's still one of the coolest things we ever got as a game. We got this disc that had like a bunch of demo games on it. And I think, was it the, it might've been like the original Halo mm. um, that was on it along with these other games that I still vividly remember because one is scarred in my brain because it was so freaking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but it was the weirdest game I think I've ever played in my life. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It'll be Mass Effect has been around for a long time, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, I know it's gonna have a huge. I don't know how big of a following it'll have, but like I know there'll probably be a lot of people tuning in to see what they do with it. So. 
Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this one. Anyways, moving on to our next topic. In an interview with Deadline E1 or Intent One President of Globe Television, Michael Lombardo expanded on how E1 Television is already plotting a potential universe of multiple series and movies based on Hasbro's Power Rangers, which is set to be shepherded by I'm No K with this creator, Jonathan Infwistle. Lombardo saying, since we set up uh, Power Rangers with Jonathan, we pitch a uh, really whole world approach. It's not just one show, it's shows followed by films, some kid programming, et cetera. In addition, it was revealed that the upcoming series that you kind of mentioned uh, will be airing on Netflix. If this is the case, this will be the third series Infant Whistle has created for the series, with the first one being End of the Effing World, which was actually produced by uh, Britain's Channel 4, but was later, like, uh, but was kind of marketed as a Netflix original. It's a whole thing. And the second being the recently canceled, and I'm kind of still pissed off with it. Um, pissed off that it was canceled. I'm not okay with this. Um, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on this? And are, and this, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? It's definitely interesting. Um, I still, I, I can't remember what the general consensus of was of the 2017 Power Rangers movie, but I still thought it was fun. So like, I didn't mind it, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what Netflix does with it, I guess. I hope they have a good budget because, like, if it's not, I think, like, if it looks good and still has the charm of, like, the 90s cartoons and stuff like that, then it'll mm-hmm. be good. Um, but it's interesting that they're already kind of planning out, like, a whole, like, universe. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, this is someone interesting, and I... As someone that's also looked at Infwistle's work, especially um, with I'm Not Okay With This, mm-hmm. which again, I'm still very pissed off that it was canceled mm-hmm. uh, after after only one season. And also like COVID kind of maybe affected that show as well, but I, I digress. But it's just um, Infwistle, I do I do like Infwistle's approach and stuff, and I do have a feeling he's probably going to do a good job. It's just, it's very interesting, especially with this whole Fanny Universe thing, but also, there's also some kind of precedent for this, because, um, and keep in mind, I'm not really into the Power Rangers world. I just heard about, like, for example, there's this whole thing called Shattered, uh, Boom comic book series called Shattered Grid, that, okay. like, combines, like, several different versions of the Power Rangers, and, like, I've heard that was good. So, I have a feeling that they're definitely going to be expanding it more, but, yeah. There's no, a there's... lot they could do. Uh-huh. That's the cool thing, is, like, they have a lot they can work with, so, um, they're definitely not going to be short of like material to kind of play around with and what they want to do exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, moving on to our next topic. Um, and exclusive from Deadline, the cast of the hit series, uh, NBC's This Is Us, will be receiving pay raises ahead of its sixth and final season. According to the article, the cast is simply the main adult cast, uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Pentamelia, I think it's Melia, yeah. Mandy Moore, Sterling K. Brown, Chrissy Metz, uh, Justin Hartley, Susan uh, Kitchy Watson, Chris Sullivan, and John Haredes all sought pay raises this past summer with the show creator Dan Fogelman backing them. However, the request was initially met with resistance by 20th Television and NBC as at the actor's compensation level all went up to 250000 uh, an episode. Ultimately, 20th TV and NBC agreed to a $2 million uh, cash bonus for each of the seven original cast members and a one million bonus for fellow series regular Horatus who started off as recurring um 
recurring character in season one before being promoted to a regular in season two. Uh, just curious, Jimmy, did you ever watch uh, This Is Us? Because that's like my mom's favorite show and I still have not watched it. I've seen how many seasons? I've seen like maybe the first couple of seasons. I can't remember. Um, like it's a well-acted show and it's a well-produced show. Mm-hmm. But it is, it is, it could be very heavy mm-hmm. um, at certain times. Um, I haven't watched in like a while. So like I am not caught up on anything um honestly um so yeah i mean this kind of reminds me of when the friends all in their last season the friends cast all went and got paid that one million dollar an episode thing but they all did it even it kind of gives me the same kind of vibe that they Uh all were like um doing the same thing and it is what it is. I mean, um, I'm not surprised they met a resistance because at first because like it's probably a lot of a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. but it looks like it worked out. But yeah, I mean, it, what is it going into its sixth or seventh season now? Sixth and final. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's six years is a long time. So mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I was kind of figuring the friends thing as well and stuff. So. Yeah, it kind of gave me the same vibe, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with the friends thing though is they made it very clear that they all went in together. It seemed it might have been the same thing with this, but literally they all went in together and they all said we all want to be paid the exact mm-hmm. same amount for all for the remaining I forgot how many episodes they had in the last season, but mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, no, I'm I was but yeah, no, it does sound it does remind me of the friends thing and stuff. So yeah. And also, um, continuing on people getting paid, uh, according to Variety, the Animation Guild is gearing up for its contract negotiations next week when animation writers looking to see uh, looking to see a significant boost in pay as well as a part of their new deals with studios. Animation writers are organized under the um, or under, and you guys might remember this, IATSE, the International Alliance of Theater Stage Employees, and have and have long been paid less than their live-action counterparts uh, who belong to the Writers Club of America. For some context, animation writers make a minimum of uh, $2,064, uh, $2,064 um, per week, while WGA weekly minimums range from like $4,063 to $5,158. Uh, the disparity dates back to the dawn of labor organization in Hollywood. Uh, we really, we really deserve party, um, party, or par- parody, um, parody with the WGA," said Margaret. Uh, Margaret had read. Uh, Margaret, ah, I am. Apologies on the mispronounce. And apologies if I messed this up, but uh, Margaret uh, Margaret Reed Scott, who has written on the Guardians of the Galaxy and Transformers anime series, and who chairs the union's um, union's writers committee, there is no difference in quality and no difference in difficulty. But they deserve to be paid commensurately with writers who do the same job. So yeah, um, pay these people, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. If they're animation writers, they should get paid the same mm-hmm. as live action. There should be no difference. Yeah, def- so. yeah, definitely, definitely no difference. But yeah, no, pay these people. Anyways, moving on to our next topic and continuing on animation. Uh, via deadline, in an interview with the New York Times, legendary animator 
Hayato um, Miyazaki, director of such film, films as Spirit Away, Castle of the Sky, Halloween Castle, among others, announced that he's coming out of retirement to direct one more film. As for what the film will be, Miyazaki revealed that it will be based on Genesis Yoshino's uh, 1937 book, How Do You Live?, in which a teenage boy moves and Tokyo moves in with his uncle after his father dies, with the book being apparently one of Miyazaki's favorites. As for why Miyazaki's coming out of retirement, he simply said, because I want to. Uh, Jamie, what are your thoughts on this? What's your favorite Studio Ghibli movie? Uh, I don't think I can't. I don't know. Um, I mean, it seems like a cool idea. I can't. It's Spirited Away. That's the one with the horses, right? Uh, that's just spirit. Uh, I think that's spirit. That's spirit. Okay. That's DreamWorks. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why that was my head went. Um, no. I mean, this this is cool. It's nice to see somebody coming out because they want to. You know, mm-hmm. make a last movie. What do you think? I'm very curious about this, especially as someone that uh, during the last year I did kind of get into some of his stuff, especially like House Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, House Moving Castle like is one of my favorites. I think it's, um, yeah, and like, um, I think I also saw Castle in the Sky. I also saw one more of his. I can't remember what it is right now, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that Miyazaki's coming out. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked about this. And yeah, no, like, he's a boss. Like, he's pretty much like, you know, I'll choose to go in retirement and then I'll come out. Okay. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And speaking to another boss, but sadly, this is a sad one. Mm hmm. According to Deadline, Steven Sonnenheim, one of the giants of Broadway songwriting, uh, died early Friday at his home in Roxbury, Connecticut at the age of 91. Sonnenheim's catalog includes such work as the lyricist for West Side Story, uh, as well as created hit shows such as Company in 1970, Boyles in 1971, A Little Music in 1973, Pacific Overtures in 1976, Sweeney Todd in 1979, Merrily We Roll Along in 1981, Sunday in the Park with George in 1984, and Into the Woods in 1987. Uh, Sonheim also wrote music for films, such in, including the score for Safisky, a 1974 movie about a French financier and embezzler. His song, uh, Sooner or Later, I Always Get My Man, uh, for Warren Beatty's adaptation of Dick, of Dick Tracy, won Academy Award in 1991, six cast albums from his shows won Grammy Awards and Send in the Clowns won the Grammy for for a song of the year in 1975. So rest in peace. Um, actually, um, yeah, well, okay. But anyways, main peace, uh, main peace be with you, Sondheim. I'm give me what are your thoughts on this. Cause here's the thing. I'm not the biggest musical theater. Like I grew up around musical theater kids. But even I knew who Sonnenheim was. Yeah. Now he's he okay. Well, it's not the greatest comparison, but we all know how quickly Lynn Manuel Miranda grew mm-hmm. up in fame when Hamilton came out. Sonheim kinda had the same kind of effect back then on theater that Lynn's having now. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same kind of thing. Um and stuff and how crazy it is it is very sad um because he is one of like like if you're a musical theater you know who Sondheim is you you know a lot of his work he's done a lot of the classics um like Sweeney Todd um 
West Side Story. There's just so many. Um, there's like musicals about him too and stuff like that. So like, it's it's very sad. But um, and he'll he'll always be remembered as a Broadway genius. So like as one mm-hmm. of the greatest founders, basically. Indeed. So. Indeed. And this is kind of potential spoilers for Tick Tick Boom, but Bradley Whitford plays him in the movie. Mm-hmm. And yep. then it's also, this is also kind of eerie, but West Side Story comes out in less than two weeks. Yep. West Side Story comes out in less than two weeks. And I think they're already doing press screenings this week. Um, so yeah, West Side Story and then Tick Tick Boom. But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, he was definitely a legend and stuff. And mm-hmm. I definitely believe he will be remembered as that. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. And finally, on our last our last topic for the day, news topic for the day, and also this is a rumor mill one, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, uh, according to an exclusive site, exclusive from the site, the hashtag show, we have some uh, story details for the upcoming Wonder Woman 3. According to an early draft of the script, the plot will take place in the present and focus as Astria, who was uh, Linda Carr's character in the after credit scene of Wonder Woman 1984. Finding Diana and recruiting her to help her find an old ally who has gone insane, um, with the hero being Aaron, a hero both Themyscira and Atlantis, who wrecks havoc on Themyscira and has sight for, and has sights for Atlantis. It also puts the two worlds at odds, similar to the Flashpoint comics. In addition to Astria, um, Wonder Woman will be joined by Jason Momoa's Aquaman, reuniting them after Justice League when Aaron decides to uh, this decisively. Decisively defeats Wonder Woman and further puts an alliance between the Amazons and Atlantis at risk. She goes to Aquaman to assist her. There's also a hint towards Blue Beetle as well as a character named Jamie, who, for those that don't know, Jamie Reyes is the second Blue Beetle who, and who is said to be introduced in his new movie on HBO Max. So this is this is kind of interesting. Jamie, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I, it sounds interesting. Um... To be honest, I totally forgot Linda Carter appeared in the after credit scene. Like I, this, it's so sad. But like, I haven't watched Wonder Woman 1984 in a long time. I think mm-hmm. since it came out, really. Um, so it's it's kind of sad, but it sounds interesting, and it sounds like a like if Aquaman does show up and all of this ties in with the mascara and, and Atlantis and stuff. I think that's a cool way to kind of keep everything connected, um, mm-hmm. in a way. Um. So yeah, it should be kind of interesting. Yeah, but, I'm I'm definitely curious, but uh, but it Bob. is rumor meal, so we don't know for sure. But it, it yeah, should be cool. they also did mention that a rewrite is expected. So mm-hmm. t- again, take this with a big, huge grain of salt. Yeah, so a character might get put in, might be removed, all that jazz. So yeah, but either way, like I'm I'm curious about this, especially with Jason Momoa's introduction and stuff, mm-hmm. or Jason Momoa's um. Edition, edition and stuff yeah. and like that that'll be very interesting to see and also that will kind of give more it'll definitely be interesting back and forth but yeah no i'm i mean i'm curious about this one anyways moving on to our recommendations um so hawkeye we got the first two episodes mm-hmm. um you want to go first or should i my thoughts or or yeah, yeah or yeah okay uh, i really liked it i like that it's still very much a Kate-centric story, mm-hmm. but with Clint being in there, and definitely, like, mm-hmm. the, I, the, I, I really still feel like the show is going to end with Clint officially, officially retiring. Like, he won't be coming back. Yeah. And he's going to pass it on to Kate, because mm-hmm. Kate doesn't have the mantle yet, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Haley Steinfeld is doing a great job. She's yes. awesome. She is um, a perfect choice. Mm-hmm. And her K, I I love her K. And I think the thing that made me love her K was when she saved Bucky the pizza dog. <laughs> the dog is super cute. Yes. Um, yeah, I love the dog. Um, but yeah, it's just, like I'm. <sighs> we have it later in the notes, but um, with the the Rogers the musical thing at the beginning of the first episode. Yes. It's. <laughs> I don't know, how, like, when, when, uh, first it's just it's a little cringy. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? But then the Nat stuff came on and we're still dealing with that. And I, I knew we were going to deal with that, but also I was like a little blind that I'm like, oh shoot, here we go. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not ready for Elena to show up because mm. it's going to be rough when she shows up because she's, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to her becoming best friends with, with, Kate because I think it's going to be awesome but her and Clint are going to it's going to be rough for a little bit yeah so. um, yeah. also especially when they're like going back to Rogers for the mus- uh, Rogers musical for a second everyone was expecting Hamilton we got Spider-Man turn off the dark yeah yeah that's unfortunate but it was, it, I was just like it was just funny like I don't know why I just was like I can't like it was just weird. It was cool though. It's like a funny little thing that they're doing, but yeah. and it was a cool thing to represent New York because of Broadway and stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I want to echo some of your points. Like, I loved Kate. I think Haley was a perfect choice. I also love the relationship between her and Renner, uh, especially mm-hmm. given that Clint is essentially a tired dad trying to take care of his new daughter, which makes sense given the man also has three other children. He's. Uh, that's why I think he's gonna retire because he's he's mm-hmm. just done, he's just done, man. And like, look, I made my point clear. He's never been my favorite Avenger. I I still think it's cool, cool that he's human and is hanging out with all these people with superpowers and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. But he, but also, we really haven't gotten that much of him, to mm-hmm. be honest. Besides the introduction to his family in Age of Ultron. Like, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, honestly, was his movie that really, like, mm-hmm. gave him a little bit of moments to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, other, yeah. And then all the stuff in Endgame, but with Nat. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, I think it's this would be a cool way for him to go out because I do think he's I do mm-hmm. think he's done after this show. I don't think he's dying. I think he's going to retire and go back home yeah. and be with his kids because that's what he wants to do. He and like that's the whole cool thing about the first part of the first episode is he's trying so hard at the beginning to have the perfect Christmas with his kids mm-hmm. in New York and like showing like going to get the Christmas trees, doing all the cool Christmas traditions like cookies and like shopping and like. New York Broadway stuff and all that stuff and so he's trying really hard but yeah yeah he gets thrown into this whole thing with Kate and so he's like great I have another kid to look after and then yeah. this one is getting herself thrown into situations where she shouldn't be throwing herself yeah. into situations yeah I wonder if I you know there's a I mentioned this in my show notes but it's just there's a considerable amount of trauma that both characters have mm-hmm like from her dad dying during the Battle of New York to like her mom being married to That was cool. That was cool. The the perspective of her mm-hmm. being in New York 
and being there in, in the first Avengers movie and seeing her perspective and then seeing her see Hawkeye shoot out in that one scene. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was a cool thing that mm-hmm. they did. That was a really cool thing. And then also with Clint, you know, he's dealing with Natasha's death. And then also mm-hmm. like that one bit where he sees like the Thanos and right scribble, that must have hurt. It sucks. But yeah, no. And then also another thing, and this is kind of something like, you know how like uh, Clint kind of mentions like Ant-Man wasn't there and stuff. Yeah. Like, like I'm wondering, especially given that you know, Ant-Man was a part of the 2012 team that traveled, um, that time traveled. The other be- the other two being um, being Tony and Steve. I wonder if someone maybe saw Scott in the costume. And it's then possible. Use that for further iteration. I don't know. It's just interesting. And it was just something mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait. Hmm. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man, was, Ant-Man was technically there, but I digress. Um, but yeah, also, we're in agreement that the mom's hiding something, right? The mom and her fiance are shady as hell, and I'm like not ready for whatever that's happening because it's just like at first I was like the fiance, I was like, I'm not like you're hiding, like you, what are you doing? Like, I got, that, I didn't get a good, yeah. But then I'm also like, the mom's in on this, whatever's happening, the mom's in on it. Mm-hmm. And so, I was like, "This is this is gonna suck." I feel bad for you, Kate, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, they're definitely involved in something, um, and whatnot, whatever is going on. And then, yeah. And then also, I really like the Ben episode too, where Clint joins a. Um, also, this is also gonna be uh, heavily heavily spoilers, so <laughs> we didn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if like you're all, you're obviously. Um, watching this you probably have seen the episode if not i'm so sorry but uh but yeah so there's there's a bit in episode two where clint joins a LARP group a live action role play group to get his ronin suit back mm-hmm. and i thought it was hilarious yeah no that was pretty funny mm-hmm. that, whole, that whole thing was cool yeah and just yeah but yeah and also uh i thought the track suit mafia guys were hilarious because they keep saying bro after like every sentence and i'm just like Oh yeah, no, this this is hilarious. And they also did that in the comics as well. Which side note, and I kind of have to say this. Um, can we please pay David a, uh, Asia some money? Um, I know Matt Fraction was um and for context, uh the whole art style, or at least the art style for some of the NPCs are very reminiscent of Aja's art style in the comics and stuff. And you know, and like I know Matt Fraction was a consulting producer, but I'm just like, can you at least give him like either a special thanks or just I don't know. Cut him a small check. You okay. you're, you're spending thirty three billion on content next year, Disney. Of course, you could probably do that. But yeah, no. I I'm sorry. I had to get that out of the way. And That's then okay. also, also Echo. Which side mm-hmm. note? Um, and I've heard rumor. And I don't know if it's true or not. Um, this is also potential spoilers for episode three and beyond. So it's been rumored for a hot second. I've been I've been hearing about this rumor for a while that Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin, will be in the series. Uh, with Vincent D'Onofrio reprising his role for the Netflix uh, Daredevil series. And for those that don't know, in the comics, Fisk did adopt Echo um, after her father, Chidian Kester, uh, was killed by Fisk, who was his partner in crime. And then also, from what I'm hearing about the up, um, the upcoming Disney, um, Disney Plus 
plus series involving Echo, or sorry, Echo, this will be addressed, and not a certain lawyer, there you go, will be gotcha. thrown in the mix. So I, this is going to be very interesting. And yeah, no, I like, if it doesn't happen with, if it doesn't happen next episode, then I'm seeing, I think it could potentially come to the season finale. But either way, especially given, given that uh, one other person might be in No Way Home, and it's, um, it's Murdoch. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm really am curious to see how they're going to integrate some of the Netflix stuff into the main main can MCU and stuff. So yeah, um, but overall I enjoyed these first two episodes immensely. I can't wait for episode three. I also uh, we also have a quick announcement. Um, also in regards to us, so to um, in regards to us covering the uh, the series, uh, the way that we're going to do it is that we're going to be doing two episodes at once. So next time. Uh, we're going to cover up both episode three and four. I suppose it's just three one uh, one time and then four the next time. Uh, this is mainly because our recording, our, our initial re- our recording schedule is going to be a little bit wonky in mm-hmm. December. Um, so you're going to get. I know I saw I've released an episode. We're gonna, you're going to get some um, a lot of the backlog that I have coming out mm-hmm. in the next week or two, um, but. With the holidays coming up and our schedules, it's going to be kind of hard for us to find a time to record. Um, so we're going to be doubling up on the episodes since there's six anyway. Mm-hmm. So the next time I record will be three and four. And then the mm-hmm. time after that will be five and then the finale six. So then um, mm-hmm. we'll be all good. So, yeah, just let you guys know on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, I know. Um... Yeah, and then also I watched uh, part two of Masters of the Universe Revelation mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix during the holiday, uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and it was awesome. The story, I thought the story was engaging at times, uh, engaging and heartwarming at times. I really like what they do with uh, Cher Michelle Gellar's Tila and Cersei, I mean, Lena Hagee, Edie's Evil Lynn, as well as what they do with uh, Chris Woods, uh, Prince Adam, and Mark Hamill's uh, Skeletor. More, on, uh, more on, Mark, on Mark for a second. Um, also, I have a side note question. Do you can you see uh, Chris voicing Superman in a DC animated movie? Because I can see I can see that after watching this. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched Masters of the Universe, so I really don't know. I mean, I know he's a Monel. That's the only thing I've really seen him in. My, uh, and then clips of him as um, whatever his face is on the, in the Vampire Diaries, which mm. he's. Wait, Chris is, a, Chris is in no, the no. Vampire Diaries. He's he he plays a sociopath on the Vampire Diaries. He's his character. I, I think his name is Kai. On that, is actually much more enjoyable the Vampire Diaries because he's crazy. Mm. Um, he he does he, yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I've heard a little bit about it, but I would just have to l- listen to his voice. I think his voice acting is a lot different than mm-hmm. just straight up live action acting, but. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely possible. I would never say no, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of opinions because I haven't seen him. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, but the yeah, the voice cast was good. With my favorite probably being Hamill as Skeletor, who's probably having way too much voice voicing him. As mm-hmm. the animation was incredibly well done. Major props to Powerhouse Animation, who also did Netflix Castlevania show, as well as work with series creator Kevin Smith in the past. All in all, Master of the Universe Revelation is a solid entry in the franchise with some stellar animations and great performances from the likes of Hamill, Heaty, Geller, and Wood, an engaging story that managed just to hook 
um, old old school old school fans with new school fans um, through its interesting character and world. I definitely would give both part one and part two a chance. And yeah, uh, Jamie, you mentioned you saw something. Yeah, so I I watched um, Arcane on Netflix. Um, it's a nine episode animated series based on the characters from a video game called League of Legends, I believe. Yes, League of mm. Legends. Um, it is a very, very, very good show. Um, the animation is really, really well done. The musical score, the music that they choose in the show is top notch. Mm. It's fire. Mm. Um, I don't know, uh, yeah. like, I'm not like mm. some of the music choices. I was like, oh, okay. So this is, we're trying here. Um, mm. It's definitely, I would say, I wouldn't let younger kids watch it. Mm. I would kind of depend on the age of the kid. I would. I'll watch it first to see what mm. you think because there's some. It's it's mostly violence, which is that is what it is. But like, mm. there's a couple of mature scenes in it mm. a little bit. Um, the plot is actually like really really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it and I like a lot of the characters that they've done with it. It's if you can get through the if you get to episode three and watch episode three, I guarantee you you will want to keep watching because. It, the way that it's split up, it's like in acts. So like episode mm-hmm. one through three is act one. Mm-hmm. Then there's a time jump. Then act two through um, then episodes four through six is act two, mm-hmm. and then five. Uh, then seven through nine is act three, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, yeah, but I definitely recommend people give it a chance. It's also, isn't Haley, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but isn't Haley Seinfeld the main, the voice of the main yes. lady? Yes, yes. Mm, she so, plays, mm. her character is V, she plays, yeah, you we, see, like, she plays the girl with the pink hair. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, she's silly. I did not know that. Um, mm. There's a character named Caitlin who is voiced by the actress who played Cho Chang in the Harry Potter series, and I did not know mm. that until <laughs> after I watched it and looked up the cast <laughs> because I saw that Haley Seifel was like that's legit, and I was like, oh, this is a big week for her. Yeah, she no, but... the Hawkeye, and then this came out I think earlier this month. So I'm like, wow. And then also, um, um what's what's her show? Um, Dickinson. Dickinson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's on that show too. So she's she's doing a lot. Um but I think the voice acting is uh really really good um and stuff and I just honestly like I didn't know what to expect going into the show, but I think the plot is really well done and it's actually really well written and a lot of the characters are like really interesting. So mm-hmm. I really have liked a lot of it. Um and stuff and I don't want to give too much away mm-hmm. um, with spoilers um, and stuff but definitely I, I recommend giving it a chance each episode I think is about 40 43 minutes okay. so they're a little bit longer um, for, for mo- mostly for animation which is mm-hmm. kind of insane but honestly I think the animation is fantastic there's if you've seen it there's this one scene in episode 7 and you know what I'm talking about that is so cool um and I, I like I can't get over it because it's so well done. Mm. It's like it's like into the Spider Verse, well done, honestly. Mm. Mm. 
um, mm. at some points. So, yeah, I I really liked it. Um, I watched it earlier this week, um, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed because I'm because I am behind on like several shows, including like Squid Game and Mad Ma- and um Midnight Mass. Yeah, Squid Squid Game is something else, man. <laughs> it's something else, man. Yeah. I can't. I I don't know if I even talked about that on the podcast before, but it's that's intense too. Yeah. Yeah, Squid Squid Game, and rec not recommend binging that, honestly. Mm. For your mental health, I would not recommend it because it can get intense. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Anyways, I think that does it for our show this week. Yep. So feel free to follow us on all our social media pages. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two. And if you feel like emailing us about anything from this episode or previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And we will have a link to all of this in the show notes. Anyways, take care, everyone. Hope you have a nice Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Bye. Happy holidays. Thank you.